So the usual first question, it's rather an important one. Can you hear me okay? All right. Good. Good. Only a tiny percentage of the population can lip read. All right. So we have um, um, an hour together. The uh, theme for the hour is uh, nature. The period of time is uh, uh, divided up. Nothing really can be divided up, but human beings like to make divisions. So the first period will be a guided meditation on the theme. Uh, second will be uh, the talk. Thirdly, any responses which you may have, either written or spoken. I'll take a a couple of minutes to uh, just give a general overview uh, with you and then from there proceed into the uh, uh, guided meditation. Just with the overview for a, a moment, MTTC overview uh, there. Um, Ulla and I, as well as Alexander and Kasper, have very much appreciated the uh, uh, commitment of you towards the one-to-one -to -one meetings which you have been uh, having uh, with us. Um, I found uh, uh, for myself um, that um, initially I will uh, ask uh, the person who is um, on the screen, the Skype screen, any areas of specific interest, any questions, anything you'd like to touch upon in a uh, open open door way, of course, and sometimes the 20 minutes has been uh, regularly responding uh, to that, what's important for you at this time in your experience, and I ask some questions and some uh, sharing and engagement in that way. Well, time to time, a person leaves it up to me, then I will just ask some questions about the day or the practice or, or what or whatever. Um, the periods of uh, time afterwards can be helpful as well and that might mean um, some reflection. Some of you I see are taking notes uh, in the one-to-ones and think that also could be very helpful and useful and everything with these teachings and practices quite often it's kind of listening and then from listening to application. And application brings experience, experience brings further insight and understanding. So there is a common sequence in the approach. One of the things which I've noticed, actually not so much with the one-to-ones uh, uh, with you, I've actually got four more to see tomorrow evening, um, is that uh, there's quite often a um, small percentage of people who will say, oh, I find it difficult to find time to sit, this kind of uh, language. Um, and therefore, an association of mindfulness with sitting, which then 
brings about a view, oh, it's one more thing to do. I've already got so much going on uh, there. We, that is we, the teachers, are um, endeavoring to really keep the flexibility and uh, open. What that means is, if you're having the thought and the experience in a way of there is so much to do, there is so much going on in my life, work, um, perhaps uh, relationship, study, money, present, future, and much, much uh, more. It's not really a matter of sitting, though that can be genuinely helpful, but it is, okay, what do I need to change in order to feel more harmonious and integrated with the day. And therefore, one is mindful of, say, the busy mind, mindful of some stress and tension, uh, uh, whatever. That really reveals, it shows, oh, something needs to be looked at here. And the mindfulness is what needs to be changed. Because if the mindfulness is viewed as some special method and technique, it will, for some people, give the feeling, oh, it's one more thing I've got to do. Oh, this course is one more thing I have to do. It, we're not viewing it, if I may say, in that way. What we are saying is, let's address our day-to-day -day life. Let's see what we're harmonious and well-adjusted, integrated with. Let's see what needs to be changed because it's not helpful and maybe not healthy to continue in the, in the way it is, uh, the influence of the habit. So do keep the mindfulness as a fullness of the day. And if that can include some silences, and stillnesses and meditations, wonderful. If it feels like it's another thing I've got to do in it as a pressure, forget it. Come back, what is the pressure? What needs to change? Give that more priority. And that could take some good long walks, some reflection on what do I need to change? What do I need to accept? What is a fresh way of looking and carrying that question with you as you take a walk and seeing what your inner life, what your mind, what your deep brings up for you. Listen to that, notice that, then apply it. <clears throat> That's the spirit of, uh, we've all got enough to do already. We don't want to think, oh, mindfulness is just one more thing to do. <clears throat> it's, not, it's not like that. So, Time to time, I'm going to disappear off screen and back right now. <clears throat> I've got um, hot lemon ginger, cheers, and uh, a glass of water so the throat doesn't dry. Nature, ah, oh, nature. In the years when I was a monk, which is one heck of a long time ago, uh, there, 
the word nature wasn't used as some kind of external outdoor event. So in our everyday world, we say, oh, nature. And quite often we find it's the feeling of being outdoors, sky above, earth below, trees, flowers, the beach, the countryside, the rolling hills, and, and so forth, uh, the, the park in the city, or I'm in the, in the nature. Now, but in um, Thailand, one hears the word Dharma Chart. Those of you who know a little bit about the Buddhist world here, Dharma means um, teachings and practices. But it also, in that, it means, Dharma Chart means the relationship with what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, indoors and outdoors. This is being with the nature. <clears throat> And in this, when we look around our home from a, let's say, mindfulness nature standpoint, mindfulness hyphen uh, nature, obviously all these items which are in our home, the material items, are a produce a formation through human hands uh, of nature. In that respect, we are as much in nature indoors as we are outdoors. The dividing line, so to speak, between the indoors and the outdoors is not as big as we think it to be. The second with uh, uh, nature, we can experience the closeness to nature, I think particularly with the body uh, there. In one of the one-to-ones which I had, common event, in the course of the day, for some people, the uh, world of words, computers, um, analysis, research, a lot of time in the mind. It can be useful, important. The danger is neglect. That's the danger. Neglect of the heart, neglect of the body, neglect of nature, in the way that I just spoke to you. So, Coming back to the body, the vibrations, the expressions of organic life, uh, the cells, the, the DNA, um, consciousness, the vibrancy, the energies of the body, the life of the body, can serve as a really valuable reminder that consciousness and nature confirms itself through the physical experience through the vibrancy of it, the sensation of it, the vitality uh, of it. So if you are one of those who need to give a lot of time to good application of the mind, check in, be mindful. 
Is there any neglect of the heart? Love, gratitude, appreciation, the feeling tone. Is there neglect of the body? Connection with it, the diet with it, and so forth. So we want to get our whole being integrated and not exaggerate one area at the expense of the others. This is an important feature of the mindfulness practice. So we're going to have now a guided meditation. With the uh, guided meditation, if um, kindly you'd uh, remember the uh, time-honoured sitting with the straight posture. And if you've still got some uh, uh, energy in the evening time here, if it's evening for you here in uh, Europe, then uh, I can be <coughs> half open or open, there's still energy around, of course, can be uh, quietly closed. We are just as close to nature, whether the eyes, those eyelids are up or whether they are down. Just a tiny, what is it, maybe a centimeter. But nature is the intimacy of the life experience, the connection with this vitality. So let's just uh, sit. In the uh, silence, not giving any priority to thinking, analysis, comparing, judging, the arena of thought. And right now, giving the priority to the receptivity, to the feeling, sensation, tone in the body. body experiences the sensations, the touch, common to all uh, life forms, especially humans, animals, birds and reptiles, creatures in the air and in the water, on the land, in the trees. or can experience pleasure and comfort, can experience pain and unwelcome sensations. So our experiences can remind us of how much we share with countless others' expressions of uh, nature 
that which moves and grows. Life living with life, living often on life depending on other life forms, We're not romanticizing the nature. Nor rejecting, nor fearful of it. Just direct first-hand experience. Recognizing different responses, joy, wonder, delight, mystical, recognizing the dangers, the risks, the challenges. The insecurities, times in nature, from the storms and the famines and the deserts and creatures and the night and much more. So we connect with nature in its sublime beauty, and its change, sometimes dramatic and sudden, and sometimes gradual. And we are engaged in all of this.
the as mentioned the heart the organic life of the body that which is immediately around us Mindful of the interconnectedness of the potential impact for the world upon us at any time, and our potential as well. to give support, to connect. To make the application of change. The expressions of the human nature with the capacity to offer appreciation, friendship, make personal, social, contribute to political changes. Breathing, sitting, bodying, expanding. Mindfulness can be the light, the spark, 
that triggers change. triggers a skillful response. So we cultivate mindfulness in the small everyday details. That then increases our potential for the singularity of the moment of mindfulness. It sees what has to change what we need to be clear about, to accept, to explore. We might think that just taking a quiet walk alone is a relaxing thing to do. A short period of enjoyment, all of that may be the fact. If we bring the mindfulness and the interest in the same way, something of mindfulness is developing. It's a, a power of the mind, the power of the heart. And moments will come when we see something really fresh, really anew. So connecting indoors, outdoors, with what we see, hear, smell, taste, touch. Just five senses, it's not a lot. Not a lot to bring mindfulness to. And sometimes to what was, what did arise, what is arising currently, or what might 
arise. And it covers just about everything. Remaining minute or two. Organic life in the sitting form, in the form named a human being. Organic life receptive to what is around. Recognizing, so to speak, we are all without exception, sentient and insentient, made of the same stuff. May all beings live mindful lives. May all beings know the sense of the world and oneself interconnected. May all beings live with wisdom around the diverse expressions of what we call nature. Right. Thank you for uh, lending an ear. Just going to a little sip. So, a little on the uh, theme I've got in front of me here the uh, notes. Ula and I actually put together. No, oh. so it was on this uh, um, week week three. We gave you some uh, questions. What makes time outdoors so valuable for us? What ways are there to turn time in nature into time for reflection, rest, and insight? What ways can we support others regenerating in the outdoors? How can our love for nature inspire us to support uh, nature? And then there's some focus uh, points. So if I may, I'll speak 15 uh, minutes or uh, so uh, with you. Um, in a way, responding to the questions here, love of nature, love of life, love of uh, the precious uh, opportunity 
it requires from us um, a wisdom and a and clarity. This is what I mean. Lots of people, all sorts of people will say, oh, I love being outdoors in the nature. Um, there's no uh, doubt in what she or he says. Uh, there and m many people will, many, many people will go on holidays to where they, where they go, a lovely place, many, in the nature, all over the uh, planet Earth uh, there. Not so easy these days, but that's been uh, until now. But love carries with it, like being a parent really, guidance. It's looking at confirmations of nature, of the relationship with nature. It means uh, examination of lifestyle. What am I prepared to let go of and give up? What active ways am I engaged in, in giving support to nature, which is in a state of uh, acute vulnerability? We are living in such times of such immense uncertainty. Even without this pandemic, just one more feature uh, of it. And human beings are we, our species, a significant influence. And therefore, love carries with it a response an ability to respond, responsibility. It's making changes which we would like to see among more and more human beings. And that clarity, what are the changes which we wish to see among more and more human beings? We apply, but also as much as possible, we talk about. Uh, we share with others. And that application pretty well applies to everything we do. Everything. Everything needs the regularity of curiosity and interest and uh, the making of change. And one of the key words is sustainability. It's interesting with this particular word. It's a little bit of a specialized word. In other words, lots of people um, will not quite understand what it actually means. Lots of, lots of people have never even said the word in their life. Lots of people both in amongst the richer nations and amongst the poorer nations. Uh, yeah. But somewhere in all of this, it's using things well, which gives support to present and future generations. And it's the willingness to do without. And lots of times we agree to the idea but my goodness me, 
it isn't always easy to make the change either lack of confidence or prisoner to the habit or it hasn't occurred to us and I would suggest in with the, the nature one as we mentioned spending plenty of time outdoors so people I speak to say oh I love Christopher to be outdoors so if possible whatever amount of time you spend outdoors this is just a random thought here but you get the point whatever time you spend outdoors double it treble it uh, make the outdoors as much a priority as you can and particularly when there's no motivation other than to be outdoors and we're outdoors when we go to the shops and we put on the face mask and we come back home but we've got to feel we are outdoors and if we can experience the outdoors and double triple the time with the questions of love for it that means the enjoyment but also the kind of kind of parental role what can i do to give support to other human beings to creatures on the earth to the trees the plants to the earth itself and if that question and happiness and enjoyment and that question is also there with you then you'll be a, a, a powerhouse it won't just be going for a walk and there are just small things they're tiny but I just give it I'm going to give you a personal example here it's so small and incidental but they carry a kind of um, I feel for me anyway a message so I just came back three or four hours ago from visiting my daughter it's the first time I've been out of Devon that's the county where I live since I got back from India and so to go to my daughter's it's three hours on the train to London underground and then to station near where she lives half an hour out of London so she said oh dad I'll come and pick you up from the station nice day I said no 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 no. I can walk she said no no I'll pick you up I said no no I'll walk I'll see you when I get to the house I use it as a small um, example just a tiny one very small to let the opportunity to use you know a warm lovely day maximize the sense and feeling with it as much as uh, uh, possible grateful for the kind offer but the outdoors and the walking and the nature along the streets um, that kind of sense and feeling 
We want to be able to say no in order to be able to say yes to. And some people, some of us, have got my bike. A youngster shouted out, Who's that old guy on a bike? And this is uh, Tartness. So I gave him a smile and a, and a, a wave. I don't own a, a car. And just things that we can do to reduce or minimize, if, if you do have the privilege of the car or whatever, everything's to be looked at. Everything is in the name of interconnectedness. And these teachings emphasize that very much. This course emphasizes it. And of course, naturally enough, we teachers uh, wish to encourage you to um, give a, a wider sense of what mindfulness is uh, there and really apply your understanding, your experiences, the changes that you have made and say, hmm, perhaps this which I learn, change I am making, I can then find ways to share with others. The Skype, the Zoom, the WhatsApp, if possible, the meetings, even if it's a small number of meetings, perhaps because of um, social distancing or because of limits of numbers, like six or whatever. All is worthwhile because it's forward, it's progressive, and we need to be more mindful in uh, supportive ways for other people. <clears throat> With the, um, gosh, the time gallops by, I'm just warming up here. All right. <clears throat> so as mentioned, a li li little bit here with uh, the good notes, um, we are very keen on the power and the potency of intimacy with nature, of course, but remembering which we can forget to reflect on, that means the wise use of thought, sometimes to take some notes. Why is this important? What is it about a human being being connected with plants and trees and earth and experiencing experiencing it. What 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 what's touching about that? What ways can I make that happen and develop all of that? And to that that's where the reflection um, uh, then comes in. And then the following up, I had a meeting today. You know, um, in this case, a telephone call meeting with. Um, this is a fairly good example, with a person who's applying mindfulness, she's going to be part of this uh, support team that my daughter's engaged, started up, and in the communication uh, with the person who has been applying lots of mindfulness practices to children, and, and that means under fives, and been very beneficial in the preschool, in the kindergarten, uh, uh, and at home. And then she said, you know, I don't really have 
a certificate for this. I haven't been actually authorized. I've been the author, I've um, done other mindfulness trainings, but not in this area. And I said to her, it really is not our concern about having certificates and so-called qualifications. It's not how we work. The way that we work is experience takes priority. You know, obviously, if a person needed a piece of paper, I'll write it and provide a statement, uh, etc. But the most important thing is your experience, your insights, your skill, uh, your understanding, and then sharing that with others. And sometimes people start, as this person did, working in the kindergarten, offering, there was some real interest because the co-teachers appreciated her, even though she didn't have a, a certificate yeah, in, for this kind of mindfulness application. And that began to develop and grow because the kids were getting the, the benefits. So experience takes the priority, the sharing and invitation with uh, others, and steps are taken. Person is spends a lot a lot of time outdoors in the nature. Could lead and facilitate with an instruction, a bit of guided meditation. Say, well, let's go, let's take the train out into the countryside. Let's take a walk. If I may say, just on the, on that, in this case in the city, like 10, 20 years ago, I led a walk around um, Hyde Park, one of the big parks in London. Um, just 20 Dharma friends came, and it was just one first Sunday of every month, we met at the entrance to the park, <clears throat> where we come up to London, and we do a walk, mostly with a few signs for, for peace and to help make a contribution to bringing to, uh, this war upon the, the Middle Eastern countries, etc. <clears throat> um, and he's only intended to do it three or four times. Others then took over. It took place every single Sunday for more than 10 years. So every once a month, every Sunday for more than 10 years. So I use it as one example. Sometimes we just start something. It encourages others. We drop out. We fade away. Others take up the, the torch, the light, as they say, and follow through there. So do reflect in these times on the wealth of experiences that you have. Are there some of those experiences and knowledge and understanding such that you could offer to others? And because mindfulness has become such a useful um, and supportive concept uh, there, it's able to adapt the whole variety of different presentations. And if the mindfulness word doesn't work for you, 
and then obviously drop it and use another word or words. So we explore, we experience, we reflect, we use all the resources available, we see where our strengths are, and then we apply and we give service to others. That's the modus operandi, as they say. All right, I'll just have a, one last minute. <clears throat> yes, and, and then there's some questions for focusing uh, 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 on, on this and look, looking at the benefits sometimes of long walks and short walks, being out in the evening time, sometimes at midnight, I guess, get up and that's a lovely uh, evening or if it's raining, put on the rain kit and just go down to the river, not far away, lovely track and just enough light, moonlight sometimes and just walk along the track. Just for the sake of it, just for the enjoyment of it. Be adventurous. Life's too short to not have adventure. All right, I've said enough, more than enough. So. Any, just going to bend down from a uh, lemon ginger here. Any um, uh, responses? Uh, the usual format, it could either be with the chat column on the right hand side, or it could be direct uh, uh, response or question. It might be about the theme of the evening, might be about MTTC itself, or any experience, anything that you would like to touch upon. I'm all ears. Would you like me to ask something? <laughs> say something oh yeah, please do. Yes. Um, I have a question to the um, regarding the one-to-one -one meetings. Yes. It's getting because I have mine uh, tomorrow. I'm not that clear what is the purpose. Of course, we can easily fill one hour, but what is your idea or proposal? How we can best spend our time with our co co-worker? <laughs> All right, okay. So, um, uh, Uru and I had some discussion about this um, uh, last month, and one of the limits um, with the Zoom format is um, we, might, we can see that the group, you know, uh, etc., but the personal aspect is missing, you know, needs, needs uh, there. So, we then decided to provide a 20-minute uh, period of time in which we would see uh, everybody. This would be uh, once a month. So over the last eight months of the training program, uh, the four teachers would see everybody uh, twice. And the intention behind it is in two areas. Uh, one uh, is 
sometimes a person will have an area of interest or question about anything related to all these things there, some questions. Um, she or he might write them down or remember them. So when the two of us meet on screen, the person has Oh, Christopher, I've got some questions for you. I'd like to talk a little bit about this, and then I respond, etc. A uh, person may uh, be having some experiences uh, there, uh, or need some a little bit of guidance about method or technique, or how, how ways to work with a specific situation, and then that becomes the theme. Um, a person may say, you know, oh, at the moment everything is fine, nothing is standing out for me, so then um, I will ask, whatever comes to mind. Uh, there, and then some exchange takes place that way, and it's for that 20 minute period, and as I have said to the people I've seen, so far it's uh, for around um, probably eight or ten people so far, um, says them, look, if any questions or thoughts or whatever arise after the uh, exchange, don't hesitate, send me an email. You can always talk again on the Skype or email, whatever. So that, that's it. It's getting to know people uh, 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 a little bit. And sometimes I smile to myself at the... Um, interesting backgrounds uh, as I see. So some people it's from their home and their, their, their books and their aesthetic um, things in their home and sometimes they're in the home visiting a friend or in the home of the parents. And, uh, uh, so the background and the foreground are both interesting. <laughs> but mostly if it's to be supportive and helpful, respond to any questions or issues. That, that's the purpose. Right? <clears throat> Anyone else? Anything you'd like to uh, uh, to uh, touch upon? Feel free to uh, uh, ask. Thank you, Christopher. Yes, yeah. Um, Hello, Christoph. I was wondering about uh, when I'm in nature and when not, and I came up with uh, the opposite of nature, at least that's what came to my mind, being culture. Huh? Yes. So, um, would you agree to say uh, being in nature is being outside of culture, or in a place where culture is not dominant? Huh? Because if I think about the pandemic at the moment, Yes. It's uh, pretty much nature taking over our cities. So being in the midst of culture, the middle of what we would not see as romantic part of nature, but it's, it's basically the, the virus is a small part of nature that's just taking our culture. Yes. Wow. It, it, um, it, it's an interesting uh, uh, point. I mean, just a couple of responses if I... Uh, may I mean, it's in a way it can in a healthy way shake us up so what I mean by that some of our poets especially in the 
in the European world, Germany, France, um, um, Britain, we had our you know romantic poets, who re 19th century, 18th century, who really romanticised the, the nature, a little bit as a, probably a protest against industrialisation, etc. But the romanticising of it obscures, it obstructs all the other aspects of nature. Uh, there, the unpredictabilities of it and uh, the dramas that take place, which have gone on for a long, long time, uh, etc. So then, coming to your good point, there is the expressions of nature um, with this pandemic and the widespread influence, like many other viruses have on our on, on, on existence there. To me, it's a primary reminder of the impact of human behavior on creatures and the environment as such. And that if we're insensitive and not respectful and just abusive and exploitive, it generates such a uh, pressure and intensity, there is a, a bounce back. Uh, and this dynamic then changes a focus from society, one, having an enormous impact on culture, as you pointed out, and now we're, we're, we're dealing with the impact you know, I wrote a, wrote a poem, I said, now God washes his hands and a bat rules the world. You know, in, in other words, in the dynamics of things, if in the best sense, it's got to bring out something deep in the human beings about we either change if it's not too late, we have the change, or this will keep repeating itself. It's not just, oh, we had this virus, then we get over it. It's not like that, obviously, it's not like that. So uh, there's a, a, a lot of exploration, reflection, um, uh, and to really examine our whole way of living and coexisting. And we haven't been coexisting. We've been controlling, brutalizing, dominating. Uh, and that, that, that's the tragedy. That, that is destroying society. I, I came down on the train today, as I mentioned, uh, <clears throat> back home from my daughter's. London was incredibly quiet. The railway station, Paddington, one of the big four or five, was incredibly quiet. Not many people on the underground uh, train. Obviously, everybody in public places was wearing a mask. So no, hardly any contact. Only the eyes communicate a little uh, there. So it's society that is socially distanced. Our culture arts, culture, 
uh, is struggling. These are really um, challenging times, and the voice of the nature is something we really, really have to attend to. That, that, that's the kind of uh, basics that I get from this situation. And we'll, we'll, we'll see, does he, do we human beings have the capacity to really apply some change? Mm, that's big issue and a big question and no guarantees. Yeah. So any responses? Oh, it's just on eight o'clock, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's important in all of this, by the way, it's a little bit like with the, coming back to the theme of the evening with you, with you uh, all. Um, I tend, and I try to be mindful enough, if I'm leaning in one direction, heart and mind, global issues, environmental issues, pandemic issues, human animals, environment issues, I'm leaning in that um, direction. I know myself, <clears throat> if I lean too far in that direction, there is some intuition or feeling or reminding me to be too mindful, reminding me to be mindful that it doesn't lend itself to any anxious, worried, fearful view with regard to the future. It goes too far in the concern. Consciousness can easily slip into a little bit of what, doubts, cynicism, despair, Anxiety, even at very, even at subtle levels, there. So to be uh, watchful. I do not, those of you who listen to me, I'm not keen on the word hope because I'm not a kind of positive type right, uh, there because I think it can turn become disappointment. So I want to be realistic. I want to see what steps you and I and others are making putting things in the right direction uh, there, but just being careful, um, not sliding into something else. And one of the ways that I find, and this is the recommend, recommendation to you, to remember to enjoy life in spite of, and that's, you know, we have the privilege of the arts at home. I was play, playing the Greatest hits of Tracy Chapman uh, the other morning. That was some, something to enjoy. She's a spark. And uh, the, the love of the nature, as we've been talking uh, uh, this evening. Uh, and playing with the, the, the kids, uh, especially in this case, uh, uh, the grandkids, and more. 
So keeping all of that vitality and energy and vibrancy alive uh, there and not denying major issues of our time. It could be personal, it could be social, it could be cultural, it could be environmental, pandemic and, and more. Say so yes, that is worthy of mindfulness, worthy of giving attention to and still enjoy life. Not, not to give it so much power that we start to feel unhappy. That we've given, then we've given the issue far too much power, and that would be a loss. All right, I'm done. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, lending in here. Let's just have the uh, quiet minute together. <clears throat>